across the UK. Overnight with Martin Kelman. There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars and the million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico You got to be in so much to see in Mexico so we're going now to Campeche in Mexico and our very good friend uh, John Bonfilio. Uh, John, thanks uh, ever so much for joining us. Good evening, good evening. Good evening, good evening. Uh, well, we start in uh, Bogota. This, this is an interesting story. Uh, a woman apparently has been arrested at uh, Bogota Airport uh, for carrying 130 poisonous frogs in her luggage. Tell me more, and I presume it's um, it's illegal to import and export frogs. I don't know. Tell, tell me about that story. These are very much endangered uh, frogs, and also they are harlequin frogs, also known as the poison dart frogs. You know the sort of stereotypical image of uh, some indigenous communities uh, chasing normally white people like you and me, Martin, uh, yes. through the jungle? blowing poison darts at us. But like in the first, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first uh, film when, when that's happening, um, they, they are pretty much using, whether in film, in fiction or in re- real life, they're using this sort of secretion on these poison dart frogs, on these harlequin frogs that are strong enough uh, to kill small mammals and certainly disable uh, humans. And actually, since I was alerted to this story, I've been suffering recurring dreams about poison frogs appearing at unexpected <laughs> moments in my daily life which is uh, a little unfortunate they're, they're tiny size of the human thumb and this is a key point they can fetch up to a thousand dollars each right. on the on the black market and she was carrying them in these old sort of small film uh, canisters uh, containers and yeah she was picked up bogota airport underscores i mean two things i think underscores the huge uh, and amazing biodiversity in latin america and specifically the amazon but also the huge problem of wildlife trafficking which uh, exists in these parts and then the enormous black market uh, reception that there is for uh, for a wide variety of animals well i mean why would people buy these uh, i mean what I, I understand what you're saying about there being a black black market but who's buying them and what for it's just exotic, like collectors of exotic animals, right. of which there seems to be like a huge um, illicit undercurrent internationally. Uh, and yeah, it is, it is just that people who sort of uh, buy to order for these uh, for these animals, which can be anything from these frogs through to shark fins or bear paws or you know jaguar teeth anything like that at all but it seems that there is a, a, a really huge market for these uh things do you uh, have you never uh, uh tried to seek out or, or wanted some kind of exotic animal part in your uh, in your living room martin no but during the um during covid i did watch the um the guy with the uh the tiger king or the lion i can't remember the, the guy who um marketed these things around america as in prison joe, yeah what's the name joe joe tiger something. everybody was ta- everybody was talking about it for a <laughs> for a few months it was in a documentary uh but well, well so i know there is a market and people i mean there are 
there are shops, you know, perfectly legal shops that sell exotic animals, snakes and things. Never really, uh, never really fancied it myself. Um, but, but I think it, 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 and they, they tend to be sort of very rich people's playthings, aren't they? I mean, it's, yeah, it's ways of, dem- I, yeah. I think some people get to be so wealthy that just having the money isn't enough. So you need to demonstrate, we've spoken about, you know, cartel kingpins and their penchant, uh, yeah. for, you know, Pablo Escobar, the famous hippos that we've spoken about a number of times on your shows. When you, I, I think it's about, um, demonstrating in sort of parallel ways the huge amount of power and acquisitional wealth uh, that, that you have and in this case it seems though these tiny thumb-sized frogs is is you know i guess you put them in a secret room in your house and then when uh, some unsuspecting victim comes over for dinner you then put them in there and spend four hours regaling them with all the things that you've stolen from jungles across the world Indeed. some people do that i guess I guess they do, and uh, that brings us rather neatly onto the uh, the Mexican socialite with a, a giraffe in her garden. Tell me, tell oh, me about God. that. <laughs> it really does, and this is totally one of those. Oh my God, uh, what was she thinking? Stories. Uh, this is the story of Nirvana Hank, um, daughter of Jorge Hank, who is the owner of a massive gambling firm. Uh, here in Mexico, and it's particularly relevant because only last week we covered the story of Benito the giraffe, who'd mm. travelled 50 hours to to safety through uh, through Mexico from a dusty sort of tiny ballpark uh, pen in uh, overheating pen in Ciudad Juarez. So this family, the Hanks, are all multimillionaires. They have apparently a remarkable there is a remarkable 22 children in the family, and it's such a vast family of entitled youths that. It's pretty difficult to know. There's been a question in Mexico for the last week. Who doesn't belong uh, to the family? But Nirvana Hank definitely does. In the past, she's had problems with alcohol, but she now gives conferences on life post-abuse. And this week, she decided in her infinite wisdom that it was a good idea to do a series of social media videos from the family mansion in which she says things like, she looks at camera and then she says, of course we don't have a giraffe in the garden. And then the camera pans around behind her to see a giraffe <laughs> in the garden and then of course we don't have an island of mon- monkeys in the garden and then the camera pans round to an island of monkeys and she has faced uh, you know completely understandably huge opprobrium for uh, for what she's been uh, demonstrating despite the fact that she's come out since the videos and said that she's an animal rights um, uh, advocate and i think the whole thing's a bit of a shame uh, because it sort of made me realize that i probably shouldn't be taking my life advice on online from the bored children of of millionaires yeah absolutely amazing um and uh, just moving on to sports um moto gp's uh, argentina grand prix has been cancelled tell me uh, i'm presuming that's because of the, everything that's going on in argentina at the moment yeah is there any country on earth that has as much going on at the moment this is the third race of the season scheduled for 7th of April, it's been cancelled and will not be rescheduled uh, this year. MotoGP have said that uh, local organisations were, quote, unable to guarantee the services required. And behind this decision really are two key factors. One is that inflation is currently at 210% and much of the funding is government supported. And new president Javier uh, Millet, he of the wig and the chainsaw and Mm. the leather jacket, has employed a slash and burn policy to public spending. So... MotoGP event uh, has, has suffered 
as as a as a result. Yeah, it seems as though nobody can quite guarantee anything happening in Argentina at the moment. So uh, sport is is taking a hit along with everything else. Wow. It's, I mean, it always, it's, it's frightening when you hear of 210% inflation. You know, we, we had problems here, obviously, energy bills and all that sort of thing uh, going up. And we were, inflation was running at about, you know, 6 7%, up to, up to about 10% probably. Uh, but 210%, it's just phenomenal. You assume it's a, a bit like you know, pre, pre-Second World War Germany, where you would go, you know, you go in a shop, and by the time you got round to the, to the end of the shop, the, the prices had already gone up. Yeah, it's crazy. If you've if you've got currency notes, I mean, basically they become worthless in in no time at all. You need to, to hold your wealth or or value, say, rather than wealth in in in, in different in different ways in different uh, commodities. And the thing is, it's actually not just the inflation. I mean, yeah, they do have triple digit inflation, but they also have currently negative reserves. Two in five people are living in poverty, highest debt on earth, and a peso which is depreciated by by half. This is a, a tidal wave. A perfect storm of economic issues, the likes of which we're not seeing. I mean, the likes of which we were speaking about uh, in Venezuela about five years mm, ago yeah. are very definitely, you know, uh, front and center of Argentine uh, society and economic life as we speak. Yeah. Uh, as far as baseball goes, though, um, good news. The um, Caribbean series is about to begin. Um, baseball, I assume, is reasonably popular in, in the Caribbean. Yeah, actually, it's called the Caribbean Baseball Series, and it's been going for 66 years. It's actually really the Latin America Caribbean. Uh, so it's not Trinidad and, and Tobago or Antigua or Jamaica that uh, that participate. It's uh, the likes of uh, uh, Dominican Republic, uh, Puerto Rico, and obviously, you know, Venezuela fronts on to the Caribbean, Nicaragua, Panama, uh, and, and stuff as well. Uh, and this is very much one for those baseball obsessives who can't wait for the Major League Baseball season uh, to begin. It's basically like a Champions League of baseball, say, from Latin America and, and the Caribbean, which is, you know, an international powerhouse of of the sport and in which the winners of last year's leagues represent their country but it's country uh, specific uh, and this is taking place over the course of the next nine days so we'll have the semi-finals and the final uh, next weekend but last night in the first round robin tournament so it's a full round robin and then it goes to semi-finals and then a final we had a shock defeat because last year's winners at Tigres de Licey from the Dominican uh, Republic, you know, one of the finest baseball teams, uh, I mean, outside of, of the USA, for mm. sure. They lost 3-1 to, uh, to Venezuela. So we'll see whether that's a, just a temporary setback or whether, whether there is a balance of power uh, slowly shifting across the Caribbean and Latin American baseball horizon. Yeah. And presumably, I mean, the dream for some of these baseball players playing in, in that Caribbean uh, league would be to get a contract, when you look at the money that's available, to get a contract in Major League Baseball in the United States. Yeah, but success in baseball or ultimate success in baseball, whether you are Japanese or Venezuelan or Panamanian or Cuban, basically means the major leagues. That is where... Uh, everything is measured by not just financially, but in terms of you know, halls of fame and and the histories and the legends. That is where these things are uh, really, really measured. It's also interesting because this series, actually, I think all of this really builds up to 
the 2026 Football World Cup in, in the USA. We're going to see increasing numbers of international tournaments held up there. And this is being held at Miami's Lone Depot Park, uh, home of the Marlins. And it's the first Caribbean series to actually be held at a, a Major League Baseball park and the first to be held outside of Latin America since 1991. Yeah. And I suppose the, the um, you know, if they're playing uh, a bat and ball game, in what we sometimes think of as the Caribbean, you know, Jamaica, and uh, it would be cricket they'd play. So it's, it's a split, isn't it, between cricket in, in that part of the Caribbean and baseball in the part of the Caribbean that you're talking about. Yeah, and, and of course, all of this is to do with history, where, you know, how it's to do with uh, um, culture, transport, economy, and links to old empire. And some of it yeah. is linked to Spain, Portugal, Holland as well, you know, the... the the Netherlands, um, uh, France also, and some of it very much to, uh, to Spain. Those tends to be those tend to be the divisions of, of history and and, uh, and culture. But these are very much the Latin America Caribbean nations yeah. that are that are the strong the, uh, the powerhouses of, of baseball regionally. Excellent. Um, as always, John, thank you ever so much. Do appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk again soon. No problem. Take care. Excellent. Good man. There we go. Uh, John Bonfilio joining us from uh, Campeche in uh, Mexico.